Diaz here. What is going on, everybody? Friday night in Southern California. How's it going? 12 midnight. Tonight's episode is going to be about uh, superheroes. Speaking of uh, superheroes, it's the uh, lead guitar player of this band Black Sabbath's birthday today. Clock in London, 802, 1202 here. So yeah, let's get into it, everybody. Let's get into it. Alright. So in the news today, actually we'll say yesterday, is uh is uh pers how do I say it? perseverance landing on Mars. How exciting is that? It's like the fourth, uh, fourth robot, or fifth robot to land on Mars. Julius says, happy birthday, legend, Ian Brown, too. Definitely, so many birthdays. So many people staying alive, I like it. <coughs> but anyways, yeah, Pierce, Perseverance made it, uh, to Mars again, which is, uh, Cool, we talked about that on the last episode. Is it a good idea to go to Mars or not? Either way, it was uh, interesting to see another spacecraft land on a different planet. And I guess they're going to have a helicopter land or take off this week from, uh, from that, that lunar module, which is cool, or whatever you call it. The uh, Perseverance. So, all right, let's get into it. This is all about this is all about superheroes, straight superheroes. And uh, you got any superheroes, Julia? I've got a few, but uh, why do we why do we love superheroes? What do they mean to us? What what is it all about? What does it all mean? This is our podcast. We try to tackle on different issues, life, consciousness, death, why are we here? All the things that people are kind of afraid to talk about, whether it be religion, whether it be your personal mantras to get you through the day, whatever, or through the life. So, Julia's mom, all these things people that are, you know, with us in, in spirit, that are watching over us, they're superheroes, your mom is definitely a superhero, you know, that's, that's it, she gives you strength, you know, and uh, I, on that line's Julia, you, you hit me deep with that one, yeah, like, uh, my grandfather and my grandmother, they are both my superheroes, they definitely, uh, you know, when I, when I think of times of, of struggle and times of uh, pain, I think about how cool they were to me and, you know, how they really would want me to succeed in the world that we're currently living in. So, you know, 
and that kind of gets us, you know, my grandparents, I mean, they came from a time where, you know, you had like World War II, you know, they, they were around in World War II, which is insane, you know, the Korean War, all these wars, and, uh, you know, I, I posted a, a picture on Instagram earlier tonight of basically Captain America punching uh, Hitler. And this was the time of war. This wasn't, you know, uh, after the war. This was a time of war. And it, that's where, you know, you start to think, well, what are these superheroes really about? You know, I mean, it could be propaganda to propagate war, of course. Or it could be, um, you know, just the main, you know, um, human consciousness trying to, you know, get together and uh, over overthrow evil. And whether that be through comic books and, you know, or movies or whatever it be, you know, I think that's, I think that's the power of these things. And, and ironically, look, these comic books started out in way back, you know, 30s, 40s, and now they're, we're 2000, getting into the 2030s pretty soon. And they're just full length movies that have completely turned into these just masterpieces you know i know a lot of people you know hate the marvel universe and this isn't going to be all about the marvel universe this is more just about superheroes but you know stan lee is an amazing you know person behind comics and superheroes and and uh you know the messages behind the superheroes and i watched a documentary recently about how <clears throat> He talked about making a good superhero, and it, it's not, you know, so much about their powers, it's more about their struggles behind the mask, or behind what they're going through, you know, and, you know, like Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man was more, you know, P, you know, Peter Parker is more interesting than Spider-Man, Spider-Man's, you know, always got these quick answers, and he's, you know, he's kind of like the life of the party, but Peter Parker's this... 14 year old or 15 year old kid that just can't talk to girls whatsoever you know so it's like when I was younger of course I would identify with someone like Peter Parker you know and that's that's a hero right there because you know you look at this guy and or this kid and, and he's trying the best he can but you know without that mask it's really hard so I think as we grow up especially in our teenage years we look for acceptance you know, and we all want to be accepted, and uh, that's that's a tough thing because I think uh, kids are kind of mean at times, and they 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 go into their own little cliques, their own little groups, and they don't want to uh, accept some of us. And at that point, you know, that's maybe where the superhero part lies. You know, where all of a sudden instead of uh, you know doing Columbine things that, that, you know, kids have done. I think some kids turned up to books and the comics and identify with these things. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I remember when I was a kid, uh, when I was way young, when I was like nine, there was this, this show called like, like Nighthawk or something like that. And it was like a, a guy... He, he jumped on a, he jumped on a, a motorcycle, and, uh, he was like a lonely dude, you know, but 
he was like a rebel. He was he was really like a loner, you know. And uh, and he went around just like like in this mask or this this helmet, and he was just stopping crime, you know. And uh, that was the whole thing. He would just drive around stopping crime. And I remember I was so into it at like eight that like when I would wake up Saturday morning I would get my my black bike and I would just I would tape my ghetto blaster to the front of the, the handlebars and I would just drive around and I would look for crime like I was some kind of like police officer or more or less superhero, you know? And I was definitely a loner kid. So it was at that point, I wanted to be Nighthawk, you know, but I think it was really because I was kind of like a, a lonely kid, you know, so, Dante, what is up, man, what is going on, Melissa's my superhero, that's what Julia said, mine too, so yeah, Dante, we're talking about superheroes, and uh, why, why we like them, do we identify with them? Why do we identify with them? If you have a, a favorite superhero, let me know. I'm totally interested in, in all of this. I have a friend, Aaron, that I might get on this show. I have to talk to him. And he is, um, he's just, he knows everything about, about, about superheroes. What's going on, man? I got the drum set in the other room. This is just a, a um, brief break, my friends, from the talk of, <laughs> of the seriousness. So, <clears throat> you can come over and play whenever you want, man. <clears throat> Some of my superheroes are definitely musicians. Now that I just showed um, my friend this drum set that he gave me. This is, uh, you know, when I was younger, when I was 15, 12, 13, 14, once again, you know, I, I dealt with tons of bullies. And uh, there were, you know, people in my life that, uh, especially at that age, that made life a problem so instead of you know I tried to t I took martial arts I did all the things that I was supposed to do but sometimes the bullies are older and more dangerous and so you know instead of looking once again like I said to violence I would look to, to music so I remember you know hearing something like James Addiction for the first time and uh their real, you know, kind of punk rock attitude, and, and, uh, just, like, they didn't fit in, none of them looked like they fit in, you know, Dave Navarro didn't look like he fit in, Eric Avery looked like, you know, they all looked like freaks, but they all looked like me at the same time, so at that point, I could really identify with, uh, with that group, and they were way older than me, but you could tell, you know, they were, they were different 
and these musicians sort of, you know, they, what do they do? They give you confidence, you know? And so at that time, it was, it was great to have confidence in a, uh, when you're 14, 15, you know, it, it really is. Because I remember sitting in a classroom and having kids, you know, call me pizza face because you're going through that awkward time and your face is filled with zits, you know, and what do kids want to do? They want to make fun of you. And when you have your Walkman and your headphones and, you know, you're listening to James or you're listening to The Replacements, whatever you're listening to, it's just another way to, to say fuck you to the people that are trying to bring you down. And when you have that power, whether it be music, whether it be art, whether it be whatever the things are, you know, it's it's a, a form of superheroism, you know. I'll definitely say that the musicians that I've met in my life have definitely touched touched me in really positive ways. And I don't mean that in a in a sexual way. I mean that in a real positive way. So, yeah, superheroes. Julia's superhero is Richard Ashcroft and some ridiculous musician named Jimmy Lewis. So, thank you for that, Julia. But, uh... Let's see. What else? What else? I think I have, uh... You know, now that you told me yours, I have, I have a few uh, favorite superheroes. Mine always, of course, is Wolverine. I love Wolverine. I don't know why that is. Um, oh, oh, Professor X, of course, in the wheelchair. Music superheroes play. This is Dante. Play the drums and sing at the same time. Don't make me do that, my friend. Don't make me do that. That's one of my favorite things. I love. Personally, I love playing the drums, um, more than playing the guitar and more than really singing because I just feel that it's a, it's a, it works out different cortexes in my brain for sure. And then at that point, I really have to have the hand coordination and how do I, I was talking to Melissa today and, uh, which is my fiance to the, the people out there and. And uh, <clears throat> basically, you know, my back was stiff. I hadn't played the drums in, in probably like a month or two. Really hadn't played. And when I sat down, you know, I, I was really kind of off. And, and within about five to ten minutes, my everything started to snap back into place. I noticed that, you know, the left side of my body wasn't moving correctly. So then I had to really kind of force it into, you know into movement and when I did that then everything started clicking it was like a, a, a jump start to my to my system and then my brain really started to to work and then you know it's like then you set off the dopamines and then you're happy and then man like and then once you start playing the drums and you start hitting the different notes it starts hitting the different you know like places in your brain and it's just you know it's it's fun it's like primal and and I still suck at the drums so it's like at the point where like you know I can just hear these notes and and kind of just play with them and, and not do anything too serious and uh and doing that it, it's fun so 
you know, I'll bring up, since we're talking about music and, and drums, I went to a drum clinic one time, and this goes back to Jane's Addiction. This was probably, I don't even know, pro 1999 maybe. The, the drummer from Jane's Addiction was uh, in uh, doing a drum clinic in Santa Ana, and I, I remember I, I went after work, and, uh, you know, Jane's Addiction was blowing up even then, and he was just doing a this small drum clinic to, like, 50 people, and I remember he, uh, he came in, he was super positive, he ran through, like, I don't know, two hours of just cool things, uh, you know, like, I, I asked him a question about playing, like, a really hard song, you know, like three days by Jane's Edition, I asked him that. I said, how do you play this? And he broke it down super nice. And, you know, I want to say a lot of these musicians are pompous, pompous, you know, assholes. I've, I've, I've met a few that are just pompous. And even back then when I was a kid, you know, this guy was not that. He was a superhero even back then. And so I didn't play drums at that point. So I felt like a poser. But... I knew about music and I'd seen Jane so many times and seen the, you know, Susie and all these different bands so many times that I felt like, you know, dude, I knew music, you know? So at that point, I remember, uh, you know, he did the whole show. He asked people, you know, what they wanted to play. And then at the very end, he was like, I'm going to, you know, sign autographs. And, you know, I wanted to be the very last person just because I knew that I was the the, the just either biggest fan or just I love the drums and music so much that I wanted to express that to, to someone that I could clearly see felt the same thing so after uh, everyone like was pretty much gone I I it was me and Perkins and, and I told him I'm like bro you know your your beats your music and I'm like 18 or 19 I'm like it's helped me through my life. It helped me through my adolescent times. And uh, I said, I don't want your autograph. I'm just like, I want you to know that. And at that point, dude, my superhero jumps out from behind, you know, the console. And he gives up, gets up and he just gives me a hug. And uh, at that point, I did not expect that whatsoever. And uh, then he was just super cool. And he's all, you want to help me, like, load my equipment into my, like, expedition and then it was like two o'clock in the morning and we're in Santa Ana and I'm just hanging out with Steve Perkins and he was such a G I remember he was like hey do you want to come to my house in Malibu you know and it was literally it was literally two in the morning and we were gonna like play drums at like three o'clock in the morning but I I had to work at UPS the very next day so uh I, I couldn't do that even at 18 or 19 I was like ridiculously responsible I don't know why you know I, I'm I always think what would have happened if I just went to to go uh, play with with Perkins but at that point you know I didn't play the drums so I would have been a poser and within minutes he would have known it and uh, I would have thrown out drove out to Malibu and just made a fool of myself so I think we all get to to places uh, in life in our own ways you know so, you know, because now I, I play music in a different, different way, and uh, I do things my own way, you know, so...
It's fun. I think I saw Dante say Don Henley. Man, Don Henley. There is that one song that I really liked by Don Henley when I was a kid. Um, I really forget what it's called, but he he was he was he was a great one. One of mine is Bob Marley, of course. I I found uh I found out that uh that the device this is not a commercial by the way that the the thing that I upload my stuff with is a Spotify uh is a Spotify app so at that point I can play music and I don't get taxed everything's cool I talked about you know on episode like two that this show wasn't going to get big but it you know look Dante you're on it it's getting bigger man it's getting bigger so at that point the fact that you know I can use music is pretty dope so until I get a cease and desist I think I'm okay but like I said it's through Spotify so I think the artists still get paid so alright man get some sleep talking to you, Dante. Alright, I'm going to tell you um, one more of my uh, my heroes. He's no longer with us, but uh, like MCA from the Beastie Boys. He was definitely uh, a hero of mine. And probably one of the reasons that, not even probably, he's the reason that, uh, that I, I looked into stuff like Buddhism, you know, and, uh, and there's nothing but, like, you know, Christianity all through, um, you know, America, and all of a sudden you hear, you know, you, you hear something different, it's, it's kind of cool, so I remember you know, of course, the Beastie Boys are, you know, a huge thing. No doubt about that. But uh, MCA, he was just, he took it, took it to a different, different level. You know, and uh, I remember seeing pictures of him with like, like the Dalai Lama. And I was like, what is this guy up to, you know? And then I found out that he, you know, was Buddhist and what is all this what does this mean and then I started going to the Tibetan Freedom Concerts you know and when I did that it was just kind of uh, it was eye opening because at that point you know I remember seeing all these monks and uh, they were just chanting and uh, it was just amazing because this is a rock concert you know and uh, you have these awesome monks just like kind of, uh, you know, having moments of peace right there in front of you, and that is pretty cool, so MCA really was the one behind that, and if you look, I still have this free Tibet, this free Tibet little flag, and I try to bring that on, uh, I try to bring that on my, my stage when I play. And a little, uh, you know, shout out to MCA. But 
this is this is a, a song that I remember that Beastie Boys would, would play. stages of my life he definitely got me through uh the hard parts you know and seeing all these bands and being introduced to uh, just a different way of thinking was really was fun so i was heartbroken when he passed away so you know so okay it's it's funny that i say this because <clears throat> this takes me into the next part of the the episode that I want to talk about, uh, you know, I, I lost a friend recently and, uh, basically at the, I, I did episode two and, uh, episode two was a shout out to like, to like my, uh, my friend Robert. And so at the end of that, I uh, clearly remember like being super bummed out. Like I was super bummed out. And uh, at that point I needed something to get me through. And at the end of the episode, I looked at the camera and you know, I was like saying like how great Robert was and, and I was super sad. And I said, I said, you know, have you guys seen WandaVision? like at the very end. And then I felt like it was, uh, I felt like it was kind of like a cheesy thing to say, you know? 
And so I edited it from the video. I actually edited it from the video. I don't think you can hear it on podcast. Which was a, was a kind of like a shitty thing to do. But I felt that me saying that was a shitty thing to do. Like, like here's my friend Robert. You know, he's my best friend. My heart's broken. Uh, you know, how are you guys watching this Marvel show? I just felt like an idiot. And that's why I edited it. But now, some three weeks later, looking into it, like, you know, and thinking about it, like, yeah, I was in such pain at that time that my friend passed away that I needed something to get me through, you know? I needed anything, like a book, and, and it was WandaVision. It was this Marvel superhero show, WandaVision. So at that point, I remember, I remember I'm like, you know, I need something besides narcotics or, you know, alcohol, because I, I, those things don't work for me. Like, once I start drinking or doing those things, like, I just downward spiral, and it doesn't help me. So, at that point, well, what's my go-to? These, these, you know, these comics, WandaVision, Marvel, and, and, and as soon as I started watching Mar- uh, WandaVision, it took me back to all the other Marvel movies like it's supposed to. And then all of a sudden, I've got endless hours of, of just superhero, uh, you know, paradigm or, or just, you know, I'm in a different universe, which is not my own because being in my own is too painful at that time. So it's like anything to get me out of uh, that pain. So looking back at that, you know, I feel like an idiot, but I also feel like, you know, for erasing that but it's a catch-22 you know the reality is i was hurting and i still am hurting but what's going to get you through you know does the superheroes get you through you know what is it you know thanks for richard actually that's funny so yeah like what is it what are these things that get you through you know i remember um one of my my superheroes definitely Cheers to the tide. One of my superheroes was definitely uh, I don't know what it was. But it was like this, this lady, Miss McEwen, Miss McEwen Murphy. And while everybody else was, uh, you know, basically telling me that I sucked and, and I couldn't focus and that I was horrible at things. Uh, you know, Miss McEwen Murphy was just like, she put me in front of the class and she was just like, you're gonna, you're gonna learn, you know, and at that point she forced me to learn. She made sure that like, you know, that I was going to do everything I needed to do to, to, to get an A and I did that and I got straight F's in everybody else's class. So, you know, I remember thinking if I can get an A in this lady's class, I can do that in every other class. But I didn't really want to. So, uh, you know, I think certain teachers and certain people in our lives def- definitely, uh, you know, they get, they get us through life. You know, and these are our superheroes. Whether they be, whether they be Iron Man, whether they be Miss McEwen, whether they be Richard Ashcroft, whether they be Stephen Perkins whether they be Peter DiStefano, whoever these people are, you know? Whether it be the nurse that, like, was slipping me drugs when I was in the hospital and I, they didn't know why and I was in so much pain. And I remember this nurse just, like, 
oh, I can't give you this, but I'm going to anyways, just because she knew that I needed to survive. These are heroes. The people that are dealing with the, the corona shit, these are all heroes, you know? So, anyways, like I said, I might continue this episode uh, at a later date. I basically um, have uh, my friend, I, I want to get my friend Aaron Jones on here. He is, he's the expert. And he, he's pretty much a superhero. You know, he is. So I want to get him on here. And uh, once I do, then uh, we can get even deeper into the superheroism of all this. Because it, it seems to be getting us through our pain right now. Because the world has been pretty shitty in the last, you know, for a while. And so it's time for things to get better. It's time for uh, a new new group of, of superheroes whether they be writers whether they be a new spider-man you know whatever it is so all right <laughs> i agree eventually that will happen what's going on dr astronomy uh, one of my heroes also is carl sagan he's he was amazing and neil degrasse tyson i saw a video recently where uh, they asked you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who would win a fight between him and Einstein, and, uh, like, like, he didn't really verbalize, uh, you know, and, and he was like, what, mentally or, or physically, and, uh, you know, he's like, physically, I'd whip his ass, but, uh, it was pretty funny, so, but anyways, uh, we were talking about, um, we were talking about Don Bowles, you know, so, so Don Bowles on my on the last episode, I explained how I was at a show, and he, uh, my band was supposed to play at like three in the morning, and he uh, he just showed up with a turntable and played like ambient music till like six a.m. And if it was me, sure, it would have been punk rock, but but knowing that there was you know a band out there just waiting to play still pisses me off so if i didn't i, I don't think too many people know who don bowles is he is definitely a legend i'm not gonna lie this is this is some don bowles this is the germs They were definitely amazing, and I think he also played in, in like a, like Christian maybe. I'm not I'm not 100 sure, but he is he's a very legendary drummer. But just that night, uh, he was an asshole, and and I don't think it necessarily was his fault. I think that maybe the girl of the show didn't really. Uh, didn't explain to him well there's a band that needs to come on at uh three in the morning but either way you know i, I want to get to the bottom of it and so i think i'm gonna end each and every podcast with the fuck don bowls so until i get him on the show and he can explain to me you know hey i didn't mean to to do that or or like i said the girl that, that ran the show didn't tell me you know because I will be honest I remember her just 
as soon as he showed up, she was doing one of these. And I don't really do that too much, you know? I'm not a big uh, person of, of fan worship. I think people are people no matter what. If I saw, uh, if I saw Ringo Starr walking down the street, you know, I'd be definitely in awe, but he's still a human, just like me, just like Julia, just like Lamani Key. So anyways, this has been a great, great Friday night. I might come back tomorrow. I'm trying to get some content out there since this is the beginning, the first, the first season of this, and hopefully not the last. So, like I said before, thank you for tuning in. I'm James Lewis, by the way, and fuck Donald.